Hey, it's Julia Fay. Yes, that does rhyme. I'm a brand photographer located in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am here on the mic because one day it hit me in the face that there is a lot to say when it comes to growing a business, heck, maintaining that business, and also, drumroll please, enjoying your life outside of your business. I am consistently meeting smart, creative, driven women and men who are doing these things every day. And I thought, why am I not asking them questions and recording the answers and conversations? It's my hope you learn something new here or you get an idea that takes you somewhere new in your life. All right, let's get started and let's skip the small talk. Hello, hello. Guys, this kind of feels like episode one. I am alone in the podcast studio, Bob Lonesome, um, and I'm recording the final episode of season one. Not the final, final episode ever, but we are wrapping up season one today, um, and wow, I it just, I don't know, time is so weird. It feels like I was just sitting in here and starting the very first episode of this whole show and not really sure what it was going to be like really and just taking a chance and now we freaking did it. Wow. Uh, it feels good. So I first just wanted to thank you for listening. Um, if you're listening to this final episode, I'm assuming you've listened to some other episodes prior. Um, and I want to thank you for that. It's been a really cool experience starting a podcast. Um, I think one of the most interesting and like fun things about it is it's the kind of content you put out in the world and you don't know how it's doing really. I mean, I can see the downloads and whatnot um, and the comments on on social media, but you don't really know exactly who's listening and, and what parts really resonate with them and what they're taking away and um, unless they share that with you, of course. And it's been so fun to, to put these pieces out um, the last few months and then run into you guys in real life or get a DM from you and, and hear what you really enjoyed about it or hear, hear a part that really spoke with you. Um, and that has just been like the most rewarding part of it all. So thanks for sharing and thanks for just being here. Um, so we're wrapping up, I don't know, for a few reasons. One, it just kind of feels right. Um, I think this first season was exactly kind of what I wanted it to be. I talked with, um, eight different entrepreneurs, um, about, you know, their specialty and questions that I really wanted to off the cuff kind of ask them and questions that I think are a little hard to get. And, um, I think we covered a pretty, broad, um, but specific, like subject matter of branding with these different types of people and business. Um, and I feel, uh, really good about it. And, um, I'm excited to kind of take some time to mull on what I'd like season two to be more about. I mean, it will still be about business and probably branding, but, um, I do think it'll kind of have a different feel and tone to it all. So um, I'm going to take some time to think on that. Secondly, I'm going to take some time to (laughs) give birth and also have a rebirth of my own, um, if you will. I am due technically any day now, um, but I'm 37 weeks pregnant as I sit here and record this and and, and anticipating a baby. So um, I'm going to take some time away from work, obviously, and this podcast and get to know this new little person coming into my life 
and just take that time to, in, one, just enjoy um, the slowdown and also think about things like business in this podcast and what I see coming next. So yeah, I will, of course, keep you guys in the loop as I get there, but um, that's kind of the plan. So I just kind of wanted to take a few minutes on this episode to one, kind of share what JFP's plan is for the next couple of months, um, since we're going through some changes. And um, then I just wanted to kind of wrap up this podcast with sharing some of my favorite takeaways from each episode um, that we had this season. Um, Okay, so first things first. What the heck is going to happen to JFP? Guys, I never, like, it's been a really interesting thing navigating what maternity leave looks like as a business owner. Um, it's a little different because for me, because I do have some associates that um, on my team that help facilitate and shoot sessions. Um, but even even then, I'm still very much a part of the process. So uh, it's been a weird few months just kind of like navigating through what that will feel like, me stepping away, me taking time off, figuring out how much involvement I want um, without really knowing, you know, and uh, it's just, it's been a learning process and it ain't over. So I'm just trying to be really real with myself and my clients and um, letting it be okay that I don't really know uh, exactly when I'm going to return or I don't really know how active I'm going to be on social media with sharing what's going on. You know, I'm just kind of letting it be and knowing that I have a clear schedule, I think is the, was the first step for me of picking when I'm done and then giving people an estimated time of my return. Um, so basically just to kind of keep you in the know, yeah, I'm, I'm officially done with having the camera in my hands. Um, we are still like shooting this month, Erica, um, who is my lead associate and photographs a ton of sessions for me throughout each week, um, has a jam packed March. So even if I go into labor any day now, um, she is still running the JFP show, uh, which I'm so grateful for, um, and then we are going to completely shut her down um, in April, and this also means not responding to emails, which is wild. Um, and then she will return back. She's going to do a trip, I think, out to California. She's a big travel travel bug. Um, and when she gets back, she'll pick back up for me and help out everyone that needs um, springtime photos. And then I will slowly start to get back into the groove um, at some point in May. Again, I've been really vague about that because I just don't know how I feel about it. And instead of beating myself up with like knowing exactly the plan, I've decided the whole perk of being the bo- like my own boss, like owning a business is... I get to do that. So um, I'm just going to keep my clients in the loop and um, figure things out. I know when I do start back, it'll be at a part-time schedule. Um, So my first come, first serve clients are my quarterly clients and the people that we work consistently with, we have consistent contracts with. And then um, we will do our very best to get everyone else scheduled with either Erica or myself. Um, But... Yeah, that's kind of the plan, and um, it feels pretty good, (laughs) 
We'll see. I, I, I'll definitely check in with you guys and let you know how it's going. But I know once that little nugget is in my arms, it's all going to just make so much more sense. And and I'm, I am very excited for the time to that I get to take um, and, and reminding myself, like, I get time to take. Like, I don't have someone telling me, you only get this. Um, I get to decide. So that feels really good. And I'm just trying to lean into that and um, embrace it. So that's our plan. Um, so if you are someone who's listening to this, you're like, oh, I'm going to need some photos this spring or early summer. Um, we will be here, but we will be, have a limited schedule. Um, and we appreciate just you guys knowing that and respecting that and working with us if you can and um, waiting if you can't or, or finding another photographer. We, we get it. Um, there's only so much uh, a few hands can do and so many hours in the day. So we will do our very best. Um, but yeah, so that's that. I think that's all I really wanted to share there. So I'm going to just dive in to, you know, we had eight episodes. Wait, is that right? Let me double check. Yeah. Okay. Technically eight episodes with guests, if we're excluding the ninth episode, which was you know, my intro to the podcast. Um, so we had eight fantastic guests and friends come in and drop some truth on Skip the Small Talk. And let me tell you, as an Enneagram 7 and someone that just loves everything, um, like for instance, my husband, every, every time we have like just like an awesome day or even just like a normal day, he looks at me and he's like, what was your favorite part of the day? And I have to name seven things because I am bad at favorites. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to kind of pick one takeaway or so, um, from each episode that I just, I really loved and something that I loved that person, you know, kind of said or talked about. Um, so I'm going to run through that and maybe this will also give you a sense of each episode if you didn't listen to them all. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so we started with Meg Seitz, one of my dear friends and business partners um, that I've known for a long time. And she talked all about copy and, um, you know, using your voice online, social media, your website, email, all the things. And I think copy is so interesting and it's something that I have grown to really love um, using in my business. I feel like I never really thought about it that much at the beginning. Um, or really, I never really put too much thought into what my copy was on my website or even just how I voiced, how I greeted clients over email for the first time. And now it is something that I am really looking closely into like every week. Um, so I really, I just, I really have a lot of respect for people that are in that like copy voice world. So anyways, one of my favorite things that Meg kind of talked about was paying attention to your everyday voice. Now, this is more so if you're a personal brand, which I think a lot of us here listening to this podcast are, but paying attention to your everyday voice um, and making sure you're using that in all forms of communication, whether that's an Instagram story, an email, um, the way you're talking to people on your website about how they can get in touch with you, like trying to get rid of the things, the, the everyday cliche or just the things, I don't know, the more like cookie cutter talk that um, is really easy for us to lean into because it's what we're used to reading ourselves and making sure you're talking like yourself. So reading things back in your voice, thinking about how you would say that to a client in real life and making sure that is the tone of voice you're using on all those channels. Um, I really appreciated hearing her talk about that and that's something that I've been trying to do a lot. Um, she also mentioned like challenging yourself a little bit and you know, kind of talking about how like on social, especially 
we feel the need to dumb everything down. Um, like, especially if you're kind of a sarcastic person or you have, you know, maybe you talk in like a funnier way in real life, but you feel like you can't do that in a caption or a comment on social media, but like actually giving like your brand credit for being yourself and challenging to, to speak those things a little outside the box. Um, cause I know that's something I've struggled with. I feel like I got into this habit of using the same happy go lucky, if you will, like easy to read voice on social. And when people meet me in real life, I feel like I'm a little bit different than that voice. So I've been working on trying to match that up and just talking how I want to talk, um, outside of any, you know, boundaries that I think exist. The next we had Hannah Kruger on to talk all about website um, do's and don'ts. We played a game with her. I threw a ton of different scenarios at her um, to get her opinion on what she thought as a web designer um, is good, what's not so good, what might be bad. Um, And I think my favorite part of that conversation was about making sure your website is for your client. And it, it's making sure your website speaks to how you are here to help your client. More so specifically, like making sure our websites aren't just this like amazing portfolio piece about ourselves. Because it does feel like your website obviously needs to sell your work, your philosophy, <laughs> the way you do things, the way you think. So obviously there are parts of you on it. But I think sometimes we can get a little too wrapped up in that. And we forget that like our clients don't really care. <laughs> well, they do. They, they want to care. They want to like us and like our style and, and, and you know, make sure we're the other person for the job. But they are coming on that website with a specific need of theirs in their mind. And we need to make sure that we are like, like waving our hands in the air to them saying, we're here for you. Like, I hear you. I got you. Here's what you need help with. Here's what I can do. And making sure that comes across on all pages of the website, that it's not just here's what we do. Here's what we think. Here, 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 here's me, 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 me. I really enjoyed that perspective. Um, and, and all, everything she had to say, I loved. And then we had on Gregory Garrett, my hairstylist. He has the team of like 16 people. And we talked to him about being a leader and, and growing a team. And I loved every bit of that conversation with him. Um, I think one of my favorite takeaways was hearing him talk about, um, how close he was with his team and everything he has done from the moment he has like first met them to make them, to get to know them and make them feel a part of the family. Um, even just how he, he talked about like the first three, uh, meetings with them aren't even in the office. They aren't even at a salon chair. He does, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and really just tries to get to know them and not so much talk about the technicalities Um, because that really helps him find the culture fit and the values and how they're going to get along with, you know, the other people in the space and what what kind of like employee they're going to be. And I just, I thought that was really cool. And hearing him just talk about the time he takes to invest in each employee. And clearly it makes such a difference because he has, I know his, his team members, they stay around for, for years, for a very long time. Um, So just hearing, hearing that part. And then even like, uh, how long he trains them for, how, how much he invests in making sure they feel great um, with their skills so that he feels great about sending them out into the world on their own. Um, and so that was, that was really great to hear. And then lastly, we talked about the difference between being a boss and a leader and how 
you know, when you go into growing a team at the beginning, you kind of have this like, oh shit, like I'm the boss mentality and learning. And I, and I was the same way. Like as soon as you kind of get into that seat, um, you start to realize that, well, hopefully you start to realize that you, you're a leader. You're, you're responsible for not being the boss. You're responsible for leading the team in the direction that the team needs, the, the way the business needs to go and making sure you're constantly just like setting examples and, and listening to them and hearing what they have to say and, and making it just as much about the team members as it is like about the business and yourself. And I loved that part of the conversation. And then we had Rachel Martin on, uh, the owner and founder of Mindful and Good. And with Rachel, we talked about owning a niche type of business. Um, and there were so many good nuggets in that conversation too. This one was hard. Um, but I think one of my favorite takeaways from our conversation about niching down and saying yes and no to different projects that match up with our niche, our values, you know, what we're, what we're really, um, focused on was just having the faith that those projects that we are so passionate about will come. Um, because as a niche business, and I, I'm sort of in this field as well, there are so many projects that come through the email or, th- you know, that give us, give us a call and maybe technically, yes, we could, we could help this client. We have the skills and the means to do so but it might not be the correct fit for our focus and for our passions. And so just having the faith and the focus and the space to take those projects in and feel if that's a, if that's a good fit, if that is a hard yes, or if that's a no, we're, we recommend you going with this other designer or this other photographer. Just hearing another entrepreneur talk about that um, felt really good to me. Um, because it it can feel weird sometimes saying no to business and maybe you think that's crazy. (laughs) Uh, but when you're in a niche kind of field with a specific style and, and passion and just, you know, focus, um, it makes the world a difference when you, when you look back at the end of a year or even the heck at the end of a week or the end of a month and, and each project felt like such a good fit. Um, it really makes a difference in the work too. So I really enjoyed that part of our conversation. And then we had one of my best friends, Jenna Dakin on to, um, talk about, well, it was actually like a two-parter because we had a lot to talk about, but we talked about care in your business. Um, we talked in the first episode about client care and in the second episode, we talked about self-care as a business owner and my favorite just overall thing of that second episode was just paying attention self-auditing what what your balance is like, your boundaries are like, and your freaking income is like, and making sure that you are in the driver's seat of all three of those things. Because as a business owner, it is really easy to yes, 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 go, 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 pedal to the metal and get burnt out or forget your focus or forget your family and just, you know, work so hard, stay so busy that, um, maybe your brand even is just kind of falling apart because you're doing so many things. And so just really self auditing and checking in, giving yourself space to do that at least once a week, if not more, um, I think was my favorite conversation or my favorite piece of that conversation with Jenna. 
um, and something that I hope to do more of this year, especially now that my life's changing up a bit and uh, I've got other things to really make sure are are taken care of. Um, and then we had Anne Marie, um, a vessel creative on, and we talked about visual identity and uh, visual branding. And that episode was really focused on um, branding in the beginning, branding as a newer business and doing, you know, maybe DIYing some of it yourself or, you know, just not having the budget yet to full out work with a designer. And she shared so many helpful tips um, and just things to think about. Even as someone that's like eight or nine years into business, it was really um, great to be reminded of a lot of these things. They still definitely apply to, to me too. Um, but we ended that conversation with, with, uh, or she ended that conversation with saying, you know, having a strong, cohesive visual identity helps your business grow faster. Isn't necessarily going to make a successful business. Someone's business, let's say, let's give somebody, um, I'm trying to think, let's say a, a CPA, a tax, a tax person has this incredible cool logo and website, but they're actually like an awful <laughs> CPA. Like, like just because they have like amazing branding and, and, and advertisements, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that their business is like going to thrive better than the CPA that's like kind of done it herself and hasn't spent that much time. However, having that strong cohesive visual identity does help your business grow faster um, and gets more eyes on your business, gets more eyes in people's brains that they remember and might send someone to the the other CPA's site faster because of the eye-catching elements that make sense, that speak to that ideal customer, yada, yada. So it is so important, but... (laughs) You need to make sure your business, like the logistics on the inside, your practices, your actual freaking service is also top notch. So if you're at the beginning of your business, making sure all those pieces, all that work is in place before you get excited about the really cool visual identity stuff. Um, so anyways, I just thought that was a good reminder because especially as a newbie, um, it can feel really exciting to, ooh. I'm going to start a business. Let's talk colors, you know, when like really that's not the priority yet. The priority is your services, your values, your customers, your systems, all that stuff. And then matching up that visual identity to all of those things. Our last episode was with Quintel Quinguin. Um, and we talked about success in both entrepreneurship and being a mother and that was such a special conversation. And I was really happy that this season could kind of end with that because I, I feel like that's not honestly talked about enough. Um, obviously, not everyone is a mom, so that conversation does not apply specifically to everyone. However, we did just talk a lot about change um, as an entrepreneur and leaning into it and being okay with it. And my favorite part of that conversation with her was just, you know, it's kind of the state I'm in now of like knowing things are going to change and being okay with that because my priorities as an entrepreneur are changing. Um, and that could, I think could, that can relate to anyone. Um, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're just getting married or maybe you're moving or maybe family is taking 
a bigger priority right now with some changes going on or your health or, you know, there's just so many things that come up that, that trump business, (laughs) um, and not letting yourself freak out about the change and leaning into it and being okay with it because of whatever that reason is. And, um, yeah, there was so much. I loved hearing her just talk about her favorite things, about being a mom that's an entrepreneur, the things she's able to show her kids, the things her kids are just learning without her even realizing. So many good nuggets in that episode. And um, I, I've already listened to it a few times. Um, so yeah, those are just a few takeaways. And I, I'm just, I'm so grateful for all of those conversations and the fact that I got to just have them and they are on the record. And And I really hope you enjoyed them as well and that a few lines or a few different episodes um, made you feel heard and seen and felt and maybe even gave you an idea or just changed like your way of thinking that day Um, because that is my hope that it resonated with you in some way or fashion. Um, Okay, guys, if you can't tell, I'm out of breath. (laughs) I'm going to have to edit out a lot of big breaths, I think. Anyways, all right. Well, I will see you on the other side. I will see you again in season two, whenever that comes at some point this year, I promise. That's that's all I know is at some point this year. Um, But I really appreciate you and um, have a great 